an interview with Carolyn Smigalski. I had run into Carolyn earlier in the week, and she mentioned she was a beer judge. So I was curious if I could interview her about the judging process. But she didn't want to until after the winners had been announced. She didn't want to worry about giving away any surprises. So I caught up with her after the gluten-free beer pairing session and asked her a little bit about the judging process. This interview is probably the noisiest of the interviews. It was late in the Saturday session, and things were pretty crazy. I'm here with Carolyn Smigalski, the Beer Fox, who writes for Bella Online, and uh, you probably write columns for other publications too, don't you? I write for Bella Online, and I've also been in Celebrated Beer News and a couple other magazines, yes. And you were a judge at the Great American Beer Fest this week. Yes. And uh, I was curious if you could let our listeners into some of the process of what judging is like for the GABF. Well, it's really interesting because... There were 107 different judges from across the world who judged 2,800 different beers over the course of five sessions. Everybody is separated into groups of about seven, six or seven judges at a table, and then the beers are brought out. Sometimes there are as many as 22 or 23 beers in each flight that need to be tested and need to be tasted. And those are evaluated. Every single one of those beers has a sheet attached to it that we will evaluate on all different points, including appearance, aroma, um, drinkability, style, and a whole list of other guidelines to see if it's an appropriate beer and what the profiles are. We don't just mark good or bad. We don't give any kind of numbers to it. But for every single one of those, we will write comments in there about what we find in the profile of the beer. So you don't score any of those attributes? You just comment on them? We comment on them, and then after we may have the... We do usually about 14 beers at a time, 12 or 14 beers at a time. And then one at a time, because of the comments that are in there, there may be chemical compounds that are tasted that don't belong in the beer, diacetyl or acetylaldehyde or, you know, any of those kinds of profiles in the beer if they are not appropriate. Because, of course, in some styles of beer, they are appropriate taste and are appropriate flavors. Um, It may be the appearance of a beer. But one by one, we will then go through and make comments on beers that we find are less than world-class and that would be be possibly one that would not earn a medal because of some reason or another and we go through that and then we do do an elimination and sometimes there's one that stands out really strongly and that might be put aside as something that this may be a medal winner so for example the first round is there for the first round, is there a certain number of beers to get passed on, or is it subjective depending on how good the beers are? It really depends on how many beers are entered. IPA category, I believe, had... 107 or something like I that? I thought so, yes. 107 different entries. So generally, each table would evaluate maybe 25 or 22 of those. And we may pick six from each table, and they will go on to the next round. 
So if there were four or five tables that were evaluating that group, there would be six from each one, and then they would go into the next flight. And then the next flight would also evaluate those beers. Until, and then it goes down smaller and smaller until there are only three left. And how do the judges get assigned to the styles they're judging? Does the BA keep a list of what styles people are qualified or prefer to judge, or do you use a random potluck? And no, each judge may be more qualified to judge certain styles. Of course, a judge cannot judge in anything that they've entered in any category that they've entered. Even if those beers wouldn't be coming to them, if their own would not be coming to them, they still are not allowed to evaluate those beers. So they would go into a different category. You can give a preference. The judges can give. They can submit their preferences. But if somebody is, for instance, a brewer who is well-known for making Marison or Alt beer or, um, you know, um, Dusa, you know, um, I don't know, Schwarzbier or something like that, and they really know a lot about it and have brewed a lot of that in the past, then they would, of course, be very qualified for that. I, for instance, know a lot about gluten-free beer, so I was on the panel for gluten-free beer. Okay, great. And what other uh, styles did you get the judge this week? I'm sorry? What other styles did you get the judge this week? I judged a number of different um, exciting beers. I also judged experimental brown ales, uh, Irish reds, um, there were a lot, uh, French and Belgian Saison. So you had to drink or taste a bunch of beers during the judging sessions, and you said there was like 25 beers in the flight. Did you need to, to spit, or were the quantities small enough that you were able to drink them without getting impaired? We beer drinkers don't spit, we swallow. Okay. And so, and the reason for that is that beer has different characteristics. There are generally five parts in your mouth. They taste the sweet, the salty, the sour, the bitter, and the umami. And the bitter is generally tasted at the back of the throat. Of course, different parts of the mouth will also taste all of those different flavors because our taste buds are not just like a... Um, they're not in the same pattern in every person, so different people will taste beers in different ways. But generally, the back of the throat and down the throat, the top of the roof of the mouth in the back will taste the bitter beers, the bitterness in the beer. Oftentimes, that's the hoppy characters, and so we do have to swallow to evaluate that correctly. We also have to swallow to evaluate what the finish is on the beer, whether it's a dry finish, whether it's a sharp, a long finish, round, any of those finishes as well. Right. Okay, great. Do you have anything else you want to say about the judging process? No, it's just, um, it's very, uh, in order to be a judge, I think that you really do have to be committed to beer because once you're tasting beer after beer like that, there are a lot of beers that you're tasting. And of course... Being a professional, you learn how to do that. You're ingesting as much water as you are beer. And that really helps you to stay, to keep your palate clean. You're also tasting things like dry crackers that don't have any salt in them, those kinds of things. So it's really, um, you know, it's a, it's a process that you really have to commit yourself to, to learn about beer in order to really do it correctly. The, the people who are entering their beers are working on these maybe all year long, 
maybe for a couple of years, and they deserve somebody who really is committed to understanding their style and understanding the beer, and who will take the time to write comments that will be helpful. Okay, thank you, Carolyn. Thank you for listening to this portion of the Craft Beer Radio Great American Beer Festival coverage. To find more coverage or to subscribe to our podcast, go to craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. 